Hi, friends. Welcome to February. It's Black History Month. We're like less migraine. We're less migraine this this week. We had last week was rough on the head. It was. I think that the transition up here has been maybe messing with everything going on in my head. Um, Because I definitely, I'm not a huge migraine person, but I have had some migraines since moving up here. But it's interesting because I think my migraines are worse up here and my allergies are worse down there. So, you know, it's just a mess all around. (laughs) But yeah, so welcome to February. Um, I am Charisma O'Keefe. I am Angelica Yard. And this is the Heart and Muscle Podcast. If this is your first time here, it probably isn't. But if it is, we are here every Thursday, almost every Thursday. I'm talking to you about business, entrepreneurship, life, balance, health, wealth, all the different things. And uh, we're obviously both two Black women. So obviously that comes up quite a bit. And we definitely love Black History Month and celebrating our culture and highlighting other Black creatives in the community, which is what we're doing today um, with this awesome interview that I'm really excited for you to listen to. Yeah, I don't think we have very much to say because the interview is very amazing, very well. I think this year, really doing a lot of talking about wealth building, elevating, leveling up, owning your power, getting into that space of like moving up to the next level. I think last year we did a little bit of that, but this year we're really going to try to hone in with guests like this one who really are doing stuff right and doing that all scaling up while while keeping you know your mental health in check that's so important Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. balance yeah because you can you can level you can grow and you can build wealth and you can continue to elevate while still being self-aware of yourself and Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself and and loving yourself yes importantly because you don't want to get to a point where you have a lot of power a lot of wealth a lot of whatever but you dislike yourself like that this this defeats the purpose so absolutely Uh, so happy black history month thank you guys for listening if you love black women leave us a rating and a review on apple podcast uh, we are on all of the places. We are on Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast, Twitter Heart Hustle Pod. Use the hashtag Box So Hard. We need to like start checking it out. We're gonna be uh, Christmas come up with some social stuff. I have not responded to it. Uh, <laughs> I love that heart. you call yourself out. Oh no, I'm just all like facts. I want everybody to know You're truth. It's so like, literally honest. Happening, and it's my fault. I will let you guys know that it's my fault. So it's no one's fault. We're both awesome, and we're an amazing team. But yes, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up in social, uh, especially this month. We're going to be highlighting. Um, you know, a lot of black owned businesses, black creatives, just uh, black people doing what they love, not even necessarily just in the entrepreneur space. The other day we posted about some of our favorite uh, black plant accounts. Um, We'd love for you to go check that out and go follow them and let us know the black plant accounts that you love to follow, because I really, really love seeing black people enjoying plants. That's something that, uh, you know, has always been a big part of our our culture, but is a part that, um, we did not get to access as much as a people for many reasons, uh, do a history lesson. And it's something that we have reclaimed um, in past years. And so it's just been beautiful to watch. So yeah, we'll be sharing a lot of stuff like that, especially on the gram this month. So be sure to be following us there. Um, if you want some of the fun parts of black history, because I really want to focus on black joy this year, because I really don't have the capacity to do anything but focus on black joy. So here we are. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, enjoy the interview and we will see you guys next week. Bye. 
All right. So today I am really, really excited because we have like one of my favorite creative people on the podcast today. This is somebody who I've worked with for a million years. She's been on our podcast before almost five years ago, which is wild that we've been recording um, for so long. Um, and I've worked with her many, many times. I honestly can 100% say that I, my web presence and my business would not be what it is today if I hadn't started working with her and been lucky enough to find her at the beginning of my uh, journey at, like, as an entrepreneur. So welcome back, Bobby. It's so wonderful to have you on the podcast today. For all of our listeners who aren't already familiar with you and what you do, let us know a little bit about you. Hi. Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me back. Uh, second of all, stop aging us and telling people how many <laughs> how many moons ago that was. Um, I cannot believe it's been five years. <laughs> it's too I soon. Know. Um, yeah. So a little about me. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a multi hyphenated creative, and I think last time we spoke, that was that was definitely true. But I've, added a few more hyphens since then, <laughs> if you can believe it. Um, so so one question I have about that all the time before I tell you everything is, yes, I do sleep. And the reason I can do everything <laughs> that I do is because I sleep quite a bit. Um, but I am a creative director, brand strategist, web designer, web developer. I am a business and scaling coach. Um, and I'm a mental health first aider. So uh, everything I do really comes back to the idea that we are all capable of building the businesses that we dream about, building the lives that we dream about. Um, and that's kind of the anchoring thing between all of the services, all of the products, all the things that I do. So it can kind of sound disparate when you list them all out. But at the end of the day, what I do is I love helping people realize their dreams without burning out, um, whether that's tangibly in a brand, um, a, a blanket with their logo stitched on it that they can hold, or if it's purely digital, um, or if it's just a bit of coaching and kicking people up the bum and being like, stop standing in your own way, <laughs> you can do this. Um, it all really centers on that idea that we all have it in us. And sometimes we just need a little help to bring it to reality. I love that because I'm definitely one it. of those people that needs, yeah, I need that help to like get to that next place, I think. And I think a lot of creatives are like that because just because you're, you know, good at a skill, like you have a skill, or you have a talent doesn't necessarily mean you know how to turn that into a business. And even once you've done it, it's like, it's just such a growing experience. And like entrepreneurship is like long and hard. It's like, it is fun, but it's, it, there's a lot to it. Right. So it's like what you did last year or the year before, isn't necessarily going to work now. If anything has shown us that, that it's like 2020, you know, so, so many people have had to like pivot and that sort of thing. And it can be really helpful to have someone who, and I always knew that you'd become a coach because like, as even as like a web designer, like you kind of had that there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like, I like, there's been a lot of times where, you know, we work together on a lot of different projects, but there's been, for example, one of them being when I used to run um, an LGBTQ uh, wedding website and I had talked to you about it and I was like, yeah, I think I might want to do this. And you were like, you need to do this. And had you not like been like that with me, I wouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? Um, and you're also really good at going into people's minds and like picking out like the brand and like, you know, like the essence of the brand and like the essence of that person, which is like, I don't think that that can be like taught. That's just like a 
it's almost like you're like a psychologist and a <laughs> and like a web designer. You know what I mean? So yeah, I knew that she'd eventually be a coach because I was like, she's she's gonna do that one day, and it's gonna be something she's really great at. Listen, I am a I am a Libra. I'm an INFJ. Um, so I'm an I INFJ probably, as well. Yeah, yeah. I probably Same. should have known that I was gonna become a coach too with that mental health first aider layered on on top. Um, but I mean. First of all, again, thank you because your words are so sweet and I'm glad that I was able to bully you into doing something that I knew you'd be great at. Um, it is, it's, it's something that I think I gravitated to, the coaching um, and really what I'm moving on to or into next because Ready to Blog will always be a part of the business um, is that it's, it's you know, it's not just a logo. It's never just a logo. It's never yeah. just a website. You know, you've... You've known me for years and you know that probably about six years ago, I stopped taking clients on that just want to do stuff to do it, right? And I -hmm. I didn't know that I was working with people that just did stuff to to do it. But once I got an inkling of that, I immediately was just like, no, 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 no. Like there's so much else we can be doing if you just want to be a fashion blogger to get free shoes. Like shoes don't pay rent, you know, like – that's fine, but I don't necessarily need to be the person helping you execute that vision. Um, so it is, it's a natural progression from the kind of work that I was doing to really intention based, passion based work with primarily women and primarily women of color to now where it's, as you said, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm not nosy, but I'm interested, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I'm always interested in my clients' lives, and I'm always interested in, in the drivers for them. So so it did kind of make sense for me to add on that coaching component um, because it was happening anyway. You know, I was taking people from $30,000 a year to seven figures, and incidentally, it was because, you know, I was – being interested and being, you know, invested in what they were doing. It wasn't just, okay, here's your site. Like, I'll see you never, you know, (laughs) it was like, Mm -hmm. my door is always open. We can always work on this. If you need a 40 minute call, let's do it. Um, And, you know, free 40 minute calls don't pay the rent either. So it had to become a a formal service at some point. Um, But to be honest, it's been one of the most fulfilling parts of my career to date. Um, So I'm really, really feeling lucky that 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 avenue was open to me. Yeah. And I feel like when you're a multifaceted creative, that's where you go, right? Like as you, you're older, you know, we're older in our careers at some at point. Our big ages. Saying, Stop aging. I'm just saying like career wise, we're, we're older and because we've been around the block and we know so much and we have so much knowledge because we've worked with so many different industries. And so when you're working with someone, you just have, I feel like the unsolicited advice is what I call mm-hmm. it. I'm like, well, did you think about setting up your, your organization this way? Which is kind of like what I've been doing recently. A lot of same with you. It's like we pivot. It just is a natural progression to pivot towards coaching and being mm-hmm. more like intentional on the way you are. And like you said, eventually being a service provider stops paying the bills when you're the solo provider of the service. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like you can only make so much money being the only person and up in 24 hours a day. So Mm -hmm. I I love everything that you've been saying. And I think it's so relatable to what we've been talking about on our podcast and growing and moving past 
kind of where we were when we started and really stepping into our own growth and our power. Um, this is what I hope we're doing in 2021, but to pivot back to 2020, how was 2020 for, for Bobby, who does not live in the United States, living her best life? Uh, oh <laughs> how gosh. was it for your business? And what did you learn? What are some takeaways that you had to deal with last year? You know, it's so funny because Instagram and Facebook try to ruin your life by like showing you flashbacks and stuff like that, right? Yes. So it was, it was like the laugh of a lifetime when Instagram was like, here's your memory from January 1st, 2020, where I was like talking about how 2019 was a dumpster fire. Little did I know. Um, so let's right. flash back a little bit. Uh, fall of 2019, I went to see my astrologer, actually. And she was like, you know, the the age of Aquarius is coming in. Like, prefer- picture me looking like Professor mm-hmm. Trelawney right now, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> the age of Aquarius is coming in and, you know, there's going to be this big upheaval and, you know, structures are going to fall and all of this stuff. And, like, my eyeballs are like saucers, but only to an extent because I'm like, yeah, well, the 2020 election's coming up right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and I got to a point in 2020 where I like I emailed her and I was like oh my god like what is happening um but for for me 2020 you know fall of 2019 I actually you know you know I'm glued to the news in a way that I try to maintain in a healthy way but I'm I kind of consume everything and it's always in the in the background so when you know the coronavirus started to becoming a thing like when it first bubbled into the news it was when I found out about it it was still contained right Mm -hmm. it was like the headline was you know there's this there's this new coronavirus variant in Wuhan and so I was watching this from you know the jump and what I realized in January was like okay this year might be a little bit different so let me just kind of do stuff in case you know stuff goes south and that meant not doing my my normal January whole 30 I was like let's go eat Mexican food and have all the margaritas like we don't need to have a new year new me um and with the intention of just kind of settling into the year having it be my best year yet but like kind of feeling on a deep level that it was going to be different and February 8th I broke my ribs so I saw a tweet that was like, you know, when did you know 2020 was just not going to be the year for you? And I was like, it was not March. It was February 8th when I fell down the stairs and Ooh. broke my ribs. Yes. <laughs> and around that time, Italy was getting really bad. And we were like tracking two weeks behind Italy here in the UK. And I, you know, the challenge was to answer your question, the challenge was to not give up. The challenge was to like see mm. kind of, you know, I, I can I can catastrophize quite a bit and I didn't want to see, you know, this this virus coming out of Wuhan and then Italy getting really bad, knowing we were going to be next. I didn't want to despair. Um, and that doesn't mean I didn't despair, but it means that, you know, I was I was just very intentional. I took my little broken ribs and meal prepped. You know, I didn't I didn't panic by. I just made enough food in case we got sick so we wouldn't have to leave the house and did what I could do to to not just fall into a pit of hell, you know, and that was the that was the beginning of business was really good. But like I was sitting here like not able to really move. I was supposed to be training for races that I knew were going to get canceled, you know, kind of waiting on those emails every day like this race is canceled, this race is canceled. And 
trying to make sure that at least it was safe within the house, um, make sure that like we were making responsible choices. Um, and that was not, it wasn't easy. You know, there were definitely times that I had to just not move and not talk and not do, you know, everyone was getting on lives and like teaching pottery and making sourdough and all of this stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to not overexert myself, <laughs> myself. Um, because you guys know as creatives and as people who are really driven, like you want to make the most of everything that's, that's kind of ingrained in us. And for me, I did not see that being sustainable. Um, I really knew that like really early on that I had to pace myself and then, you know, come summer with the protests, like Mm -hmm. I was pretty, I was pretty glad that I had not burned out by that point. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Cause that's, I definitely hit burnout during that time in June. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I haven't burnt out, you know, I, at no point during all of this, and I, I'm, I feel very lucky to say that I, I'm not taking that for granted. I didn't burn out, but the, the year between the physical injury, um, and I've had a lot of family illness and I lost my grandfather and the protests and like, you know, it's just, it was overwhelmed to Mm -hmm. a point where, where I could not, I wasn't trying to survive. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't like fighting, kicking and screaming. Like I knew that I just kind of had to ride that wave. I couldn't, I couldn't try to manipulate the situation. I couldn't try to control it. You just kind of have to surrender, you know? Um, And I really credit that with being where I am now um, and kind of, managing you know the trauma and the fear and all of that stuff um I don't know that I would have been able to do that if a year ago or you know 10 months ago I was making sourdough starters no no you know shade to anyone who did that proud of you please send me some bread but I'm sorry, somebody I sent me bread. I didn't make it, but they <laughs> gave it to me, and I was like, "This is great." And then it's funny, yeah. well, someone someone gave me bread, and they gave me a starter, and I did not make one thing of bread. I was like, I don't know why you're giving me this, but I will no. eat the bread that you made. <laughs> yeah, but you know, isn't that isn't that just like the best metaphor for it? It's like we don't we we don't have to do all of that if you want to sure and you know that goes back to like the kinds of people that I work with you know if you want to do it I think you should do it if you don't want to do it and you're just doing it why yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah I completely agree like I think that um (laughs) trying to do all the things in 2020 and it is it's it's really interesting because there was just that time where everyone was like I need to do everything like we're on this break and it's only going to be two weeks so I have to get all the things done and And I had a feeling I was like you know especially you know my brothers work in politics and stuff like that and they were like you should probably prepare for the worst. And my brother has been talking about like a virus coming for like a long time anyway. So it's just kind of one of those things I was like, all right. Like, I mean, John didn't have to work. Um, I didn't have a ton of work at that time because everything was kind of stopped. So I was just like, I'm going to just chill. Like if someone wants to bring me bread, I will eat it. Like mm-hmm. you can leave the bread out front, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do the most. And I definitely outside of like June, I've tried, I've like really tried to not do the most all year. Um, cause I just really feel like I needed that. <laughs> like I was like, I need to focus on like eating food and drinking water and like movement 
you know, and as Angelica says, like going outside and getting sun, because I'm really bad at that. That's been like my 2020 goals before anything else. And I think that's really, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's really beautiful to just give yourself permission to pause, you know, um, And for a lot of us, that was by force. You know, for a lot of people, they lost the ability to do the things that they were passionate about. They lost the ability to go out and do, you know, things that maybe they weren't passionate about, but were sustaining them. Um, And I I found it. And again, if you want to do these things, I'm more power to you. I was really happy for people who felt that they like were fulfilled by it. I did see a lot of people feeling a lot of pressure to produce, perform Mm -hmm. all those stupid, like, you know, Shakespeare, whoever wrote, you know, this play during the plague. It's like, okay, so what? Like, you know, sitting still is doing something too. And, and, you know, I, I, I had to apologize because I did a live as well, but it was like, a meditation live. You know what I mean? It yeah. was like if you're gonna <laughs> if you're if you're gonna click on something, like please slow down because like we're we're trying to process a global catastrophe. We're trying to process uncertainty, which humans are bad at. We're not mm-hmm. very good at at processing that and dealing with that and integrating that back into our lives. You know, just living was actually taking a lot of work for most of us. So yes. I personally was not going to add Zoom Zumba on top of that. Not that I could because <laughs> my ribs were broken. So, <laughs> oh, All right. Well, switching gears into a happier subject, you became yes. a moderator at IGers Bristol and we absolutely love seeing your work there and just the whole community there. It's so amazing. So how did that come about and what does it entail for people who might want to yeah. like do it in their own area? Yeah. So Bristol is, Bristol's amazing. Um, Bristol is one of just like the most, I mean, I've, you know, I've lived everywhere. It's one of the most amazing cities I've ever lived in. And um, I, you know, I used to do that, the photo hunters, that scavenger hunt, you know, photo thing, which mm-hmm. is like, that was point. awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been on Instagram for longer than I'm going to say. Um, and uh, I followed the IGers Bristol community for a while. And I think by going to, I don't go to all, I didn't go to all the meetups, um, did when I could. Um, but I I befriended the 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 founder of this chapter of, of IGers, um, Jessica. And, you know, she has just turned out to be one of the most, I mean, amazing people, really lovely. Um, you know, we were, we have had the opportunity to get to know each other outside of IGERS. And at the beginning of the George Floyd protests, there was a lot of conversation, um, everywhere, obviously with the black squares and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, Jess is one of the most thoughtful people I've ever met. Um, honestly, she's one of the most kind hearted people I've ever met. And there was a post, I think, on IGERS that Bristol, some people did not react well to. Um, And it, to the point where, again, everything was going on, you know, like the world is falling apart. And it really impacted the the then IGERS team um, because of the response to them basically standing up for equality and equity. Um, And Bristol is a super, super diverse place, but it does have, you know, its roots in the slave trade. The, The Colston statue coming down was something that made international news. You know, it's, it's, coming from Miami, it's one thing to see your city on the, on CNN, you know, you kind of expect that, but Bristol, not really. You don't expect your American friends to be like, what is going on? There's a statue in the river, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, 
you know, just did something really admirable, which is what a lot of people who are online should learn to do. It's like, if there is uh, you know, conflict or disagreement. I don't think you can disagree about race, honestly, because you can't debate people's humanity, but that's for another day. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. She didn't react, right? She took a step back and she was like, you know what, we're going to pause and think about what we want to do going forward. Um, and out of that thought, out of that reflective process, um, she just did decide that she wanted to have a team that better represented Bristol, um, better represented what the city's really like, not just, you know, Clifton and the bridge and the, and the fancy areas, um, which if you're from here can be quite alienating seeing that all the time because there's so much more to it. You know, um, this yeah. is a slight tangent, but I'm the director of Startup Grind Bristol now. And this was Ooh. one of the things I said as well is like, you know, tech is not just, Bristol's tech scene is amazing, but tech is not just, you know, 25 year old white guys that are making a delivery mm-hmm. app, you know. Girl. Um, <laughs> it's just Orlando not, you know. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's black women who have a clothing line that are using an app to deliver that to their audience. It's women who want to mentor girls and, and women getting, you know, diverse talent into tech. So it's kind of the same vein where I was like doing, um, startup grind Bristol and wanting to bring what the tech community truly looks like in the city, just wanted to bring on moderators that reflected the city as well. So we're talking equality in every sense, you know, we we don't just see fancy Clifton. We see disability talk. We see statues that that represent for a brief moment in time before it got taken down. You know, black women. Um, she just really wanted something that that better, you know, stood for what Bristol truly is and that texture and fabric of the city. Um, and it was so funny when she kind of floated the idea to me because I think she was more worried about what what. She did, first of all, she didn't want me to feel tokenized, right? Um, yeah. And it's and it's really refreshing when someone is like, "I want you to do this for you, but I'm aware that this is something that you might think <laughs> um, yeah. is going on," and just address it right on instead of beating around the bush, which is not typical of English people, I will say. Um, so when she asked me, she she was really thoughtful about what kind of team she wanted to put together. It's primarily women on the team, um, which is really cool. And, and yeah, so that's how it came about. Um, And what does it entail? You know, each of us have um, a day a week where we will look through the hashtag and kind of see, you know, what areas haven't been featured in a while, what kind of thing hasn't been featured in a while, um, what kind of story is there to tell um, around this story, and we'll kind of man the ship for the day and make sure we're engaging with the community. and all that good stuff. Jess, bless her, does a, a Friday doggies roundup. So doggos of Bristol, which is amazing. The and best. I look forward to it every single time. Um, it, it does mean that when I'm on duty, I cannot post any dog pictures, even though I would love to, but I leave those for her for Friday. Um, and and when we can go outside again, it'll mean more community, you know, community meetups. It'll mean we get to go out and do things with people in the city, um, show them maybe different parts of the city that they wouldn't have experienced in ways that they wouldn't have been able to experience. Um, there's so many hub accounts on Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. um, that are great and they do their thing. They feature restaurants, they do this and that. Um, and that's really wonderful for the, you know, economy of Bristol. It's really wonderful for tourism. Um, but what IGers is really about is the people. 
Um, and that's the, that's the story that we like, really like to tell. I really love it. It's such great storytelling and it makes me like, first of all, so excited to visit Bristol and then it really <laughs> makes me want to like, because I do, yeah. And I feel like some of like some of the other accounts that I've seen um, that are Adria's accounts are, they just feel a little more like commercialized, if that makes sense. Um, and so that's what I love about yours is it really does feel like it's more about like the community and about the people as opposed to just like the commercial side of things. So I really love that. And, you know, that's a, that's a testament to the city really is, is, you know, and I don't think there's anything really wrong with those commercial IG like every city has its own flavor. Um, yeah. Bristol's just a very independent city, you know, but, Starbucks doesn't really do well here. Like it does fine because it's Starbucks, but it's it's not the dominant coffee chain, you know. Um, yeah. So there, there is less. It's almost it's almost harder to have that kind of account in the city because the city is just too full of individuals and interesting things um, that you'd have to work to be. You'd have to work to be like that. I think. That's yeah, amazing. I like that very um with your role in startup grind which i feel like a whole nother podcast come back soon Um, because we i was in a conversation where we're talking about women's role in tech and a lot of times it is community building and you know it's kind of kind of shoved at women but what you guys are doing our community is community building and not only is it good for you know just pictures but it's community building in social ways it's adding like you said to the economy locally it's adding to tech because you're using an app to do this so now you're teaching people how to empower themselves look it's a steam thing now you're getting creative in the arts and storytelling and like it's creating potential for people's careers to change and like give them skills and introduce them to a whole other side of the city that they live in and the people who are in it like it's culture building so it just this one little thing which to other people is just an instagram account is really like a small like heart line in the city of Bristol. And I think people need to start thinking bigger about like tech in that way and stop thinking about it as like an accelerator and having a startup and making a ton of money. It's like, no, you can start as small as having a Instagram account, you know? You know, it's, that's so true. And like, you know, Startup Grind is in 600 cities around the world. There's a huge hub in London. Um, You know, it's, 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 it's amazing what they, what we do um, because it's not transactional. It's very much based around, around friendship and community and, and in Bristol, particularly, like, I mean, I just, I've just gone on this, this spiel about how great the city is, but on the other end of it, um, a lot of people who look like me get really overlooked in the tech space. And um, I was in a position where I was the only black woman nominated on her own for a tech award in 2019. Um, And even though I sent my bio and picture, like the three times that they asked always on time, I was the only one who didn't have their actual picture in the program. Um, When, yeah, when people came up to me at the awards, you know, they would speak to the, the white person next to me to ask them what company they ran. And I, you know what I mean? So yeah. And so, you know, with startup grind, um, you, you know, I've taught accelerators for the last two years. One was to help women break into tech. Um, and the other one was to scale or launch their entrepreneurial journey. Um, and, you know, these women don't even realize, like, what I'm doing is tech. 
like they realize it, but they don't realize that like they can be in these tech spaces and they can be, mm-hmm. you know, at these events and having these conversations because they are part of the story. So, you know, with Startup Grind, when we can, again, when we can go back to in-person events, it's going to be great. But with the speakers that we've had so far, you know, we had one person come and talk about biohacks, you know, things that you can do for free to up your productivity. We had one person talk about how she wants to, you know, mentor girls in schools. She's aiming to reach 20,000 girls, you know, just to show them that they too can get into tech. And those are the kind of stories that, you know, I really want to hear and would have helped me many moons ago to to maybe get where I am now faster. Um, so, you know, it's nothing wrong with the white tech bros. You know, if you're listening, love you. You know, thanks for the delivery apps. But the conversation is bigger than that. Um, and being able to be privileged enough to help those other side conversations become dominant conversations is really an, an honor. Switching gears a little bit. Our, our friend Bobby <laughs> is an amazing runner. I live vicariously through you and your, your running career and your commitment to your body. Like you said, you, you hurt your ribs and you took a break. Like you, you listen to your body. You, you know your body so well and you're so in tune with your body. So that's a like compliment. I'm so like, I push myself past injuries. It's bad, but you, you know what you're doing. Um, So since races were on the back burner in 2020 we really didn't have any um apparently florida's having 5ks now y'all it's of wild they need they to are. stop oh they need God. to stop doing that oh my gosh there's, there's a, quite a few <laughs> but for you what races are you looking forward to if any, in the future and how are ways that you're moving your body while we're kind of in this suspended quarantine situation yeah. Um, so like I said, I'm not doing Zoom Zumba. Um, um, you, you know, I, I've, I've never been one to, yes, I ran that Berlin marathon injured, but like everyone was coming from the States. Like I had to run the thing. So that's not typical for me. I, I do not like to push through injury because I know that that'll just prolong it. Um, so after I broke my ribs, I really, you know, we all had to slow down anyway. I, I literally had to stop doing everything, which was really hard to a point. Um, But I've had a few health challenges over the last few years that have forced me to listen to and advocate for my body in a lot of ways that I hadn't when I was young and beautiful, you know. Um, So being able to run again, being able to stretch again, um, I don't take that for granted at all. Um, And, you know, I was at a point last year where I was like, you know what, I'm going to get takeout. If I'm going to be immobile, if I'm going to not feel great, if I'm going to be, you know, processing all this trauma, you know, let me just enjoy some chicken wings. Like I'm going to do that and not feel guilty about it now because I know that's not forever. So, you know, the last couple months I've been kind of ramping up. Um, Chicago was going to be my next marathon. So that was supposed to be in the fall of 2020. And obviously that got canceled. Brighton was supposed to be a marathon last year that got canceled. And I always do the Hackney half and that got canceled. So um, allegedly these are happening, you know, Hackney, I think they're saying that it's going to happen. Chicago, they haven't canceled it yet. I can't really see them going forward, um, nor do I think I would participate in a May race at this point, but I'm training as if I am, um, which has been really nice. Um, Next week, there is a it's a virtual kind of race to get for not a race, but a virtual run to get 40,000 miles or kilometers. Let's have a look um, between, you know, this global community. It's called Unite for Minds Running Together, and it's by um, Maverick. Um, and that is something that I'm doing with a run club that I've kind of 
accidentally joined via following them on Instagram. I haven't gone to any of their meetups, but it's been really nice to see Tuesday runs and everyone's tracking. So starting next week until the 28th, and if anyone's listening that runs or wants to start running, um, this is a really amazing way to, you know, support mental health, um, support the, the, a concept of moving, even if it's just what you can, you know, especially if it's just what you can do. Um, so it's called the Maverick Race, and that's something that it's going to be a really nice challenge. And I'll roll it into my fake marathon training that I'm doing right now. Um, and the thing that is the thing that's been really positive about it is that there's just not a lot of pressure. You know, it's it's no secret that I want to. I have some pretty lofty goals because I want to qualify for some races on time, but never again will we get the chance to just run for the sake of it because there's literally no race we can do um so i'm gonna i'm gonna do my little heart rate training and run really slow for now to make sure my body is ready to go fast and just kind of revel in that you know we don't have to be we don't have to be always performing at our our 100 best you know um and that's really fun that's really nice <laughs> Yeah, that's such a different way to look at it, but so completely true. I feel that way about like not races because there's like no way I'd ever be doing a marathon. But for me, it's just like <laughs> even going to like an in-person class is such like a big deal and it's like stressful to me and I like to prepare for it. But like now I can't prepare for it because there's no in-person classes that I would feel safe taking. And like mm-hmm. in the D.C. area, we don't have any. It's not like Florida where everything is open in Florida. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> up here, like nothing is open anyways. Um, so I've just been like, oh, well, you're not like like I've been getting into cycling. And I'm like, well, you're not training to like go into a cycle class and not embarrass yourself. You're just like doing it to do it. Kind of like you said. And it's kind of been you know, I know that it's like terrible, but it's also like nice to kind of, like you said, if this is like the only time we'll be doing something to like, just to do it. And you know what? We don't give ourselves permission to suck at things. And that is a shame. Yes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. 100%. We do not give our, yeah. It's, you know what? Like I am not going to tell you how old I am. I almost slipped up just now, but like, I'm not <laughs> going to be winning. I'm not going to be winning races anymore. Like that season of my life is over. I might win some park runs, but like, I don't need to be out here. Like Usain Bolt, you know, I can, I can mm-hmm. just plod along at my big age and enjoy that. I can, I can start sketching. I can't draw you know, and just enjoy Uh not being able to draw. And that, that maybe that is one of the biggest lessons I've learned in 2020, because I don't really, I've never really enjoyed doing things that I didn't know I was going to be good at. But it's like, you know what, let me let me try pottery and completely mess that up. Like, let me do that kind of stuff now. Let me run slow because I don't have any races, you know, it's just why not? Absolutely. Like I am terrible at doing things that I am not, like, I'm, I'm definitely, even as a kid, I was that kid that would like do something. And if I wasn't immediately good at it, I'd be like, well, that's stupid. And I'm never doing that again. Um, so that's definitely been like a lifelong thing I've been working at, but yeah, this was definitely the year where I learned to just be like, Oh, you can just do something cause it's fun or it's enjoyable and it doesn't, you don't have to be great at it. And it's not, everything is not a competition. Everything doesn't need to be monetized. Like mm-hmm. you can just do <laughs> things to do them. Um, so it's been like nice to, yeah, that was definitely my, my takeaway as well. It, it's, it's nice to do that. And I hope to carry that with me now forever and not yeah. just have it during the worst year ever. Cause it was not as easy <laughs> to enjoy cause everything was a dumpster fire. So <laughs> Um, so February, you're doing a self 
care challenge called a month of love, which is like perfect timing for this because I feel like we all could use a little like self-love in our lives right now. So what inspired the challenge and how did you decide on all of the prompts? Um, so this, I mean, you know me, I'm not trying to be Insta famous, right? So <laughs> the fact that I'm doing a challenge is actually kind of funny. Um, cause primarily- You're really you know, not because half the time I'm like, where did you go? Can you please come back? Like, I, like you inspire me. And then you're like, no, I'm not going to be on there for a while. Like you'll just see me when I feel like coming back. <laughs> Um, you know, which is, which is okay for me. You know, someone said the other day, like, you know, I, I really think you're doing it right because you're just making all these moves and nobody knows anything about you. And I'm like, yeah. that's my design. Um, yeah. So this, <laughs> to the, to that end, you know, this started, I was making a list for myself, um, because I just really wanted to have like, again, you know, a lot of times we don't give ourselves permission to be bad at something or to just kind of do something for the sake of it. And one of the biggest questions that my therapist asked me last year is like, what, what, what makes you feel good? You know, like what makes you feel good? And that's a really difficult question to ask when the sky's falling, you know, you know, mm -hmm. because it's like, it's like, it's like drinking water. Like, you know, you're supposed to do it, but like you'll be sitting there at your desk dehydrated for four hours and actively resisting, just going and getting some goddamn water, you know, mm -hmm. like it's yeah. really hard to take care of yourself sometimes. And I wanted to just make a little list so I could take it off every day. I love taking things off lists. Um, and that kind of expanded to, oh, you know, let me share this with the people that I love, you know, just so that there's a little bit of accountability um, and then we can check in with each other. And then one of those people that I love, I asked them, um, you know, should I should I share this? Because I hadn't really been on Instagram that much. And and they were like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm a designer. So I made a graphic. Um, but you're going to laugh at this. After years of talking about Canva and how I hate it, which I still do, <laughs> um, I was like I'm just gonna do this in Canva because I don't want to I don't want to design this thing with to within an inch of its life right yeah. like that's not the point of this the point is is just to nourish and to and to do a little thing every day that makes you feel good and that day what made me feel good was not opening Photoshop right mm -hmm. so yeah um I made the graphic and I slapped it up and I did not I thought like the people that I had originally told I was doing it would participate I did not expect people to be you know sending me voice notes after their showers um <laughs> and you know sending me their affirmation lists and all of this and it's been so nice you know on the the day that it was like revisit a hobby you know a few well my sister for one she was like oh well does knitting count and I was like no it doesn't because you knit all the time like do something like I was like you should draw because you have always loved that and you haven't done that in a while so she did and she said she liked it and you know people sent me pictures of their sketchbooks and all of this stuff I got so much out of that day because I picked up my camera for fun again um yeah. instead, of, instead of doing it for work and you know, it, like I said, it was meant for me and then it was meant for people I love. And, you know, then it was not that I don't love the people that follow me on Instagram. I just don't know all of them. Um, and it's just become this really nice piece of community. Um, you know, the conversations that I'm having and I'm not going to share all of them again. It's not for publicity. You won't see me reposting every story I'm tagged in. Um, it's been just so affirming and mm -hmm. so many people have been like, oh, I needed this or, you know, this was really hard, um, but I'm glad I did it. And the the thing that I love hearing the most is like, you know, I'm going to sit that one out 
and that one might be just too much for me, um, except for the cold water thing. If you're listening to the people who complain to me about that, I think you should still do it. Um, but for yeah, some of one them, minute's you know, not too bad. You can do anything for a minute. Um, yeah. But it's been really nice to hear people kind of listen to themselves, you know, like this is going to make mm-hmm. me feel really good or this might not make me feel very good. Um, so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. And, and the prompts really were just like, again, what do I want to do? Um, what do I put some I put some free squares in there for me, like meditate because I do that every day anyway <laughs> and walk because I have a dog. Um, but what do I want to do, first of all? Um, and then what is accessible because again I came off those broken ribs there was a time where I could not you know work out every day and you see these self-care lists and they have pictures of dumbbells and stuff like that not everyone's able to do that you know not everyone is able to strike a a king dancer pose for stretching you know we Mm -hmm. all have different bodies and we all have different limits so I wanted to make sure that the list was one things that you didn't have to buy um, so that you don't have to be spending any money. Um, and then two things that anyone can do in their own way. So, so you can find joy in this, even if, even if you only have five minutes, um, even if you can't go for a run, even if you can't walk long distances, you know, um, I really wanted to make sure once I started the idea of kind of opening it up that it wasn't going to alienate anyone. Um, yeah. And I hope I did an okay job of that. But if, no, you did. I, 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 I didn't even, uh, I didn't even know it was accessible. Yeah. It's super accessible. And that's what I really liked about it. Um, like in late 2019, one of my best friends was diagnosed with lupus. And so it's like she's been going through this like diagnosis while also the world has been on fire and of course she is like an immunocompromised person now which is a brand new thing to her during like all of this happening so I really try like now to share things that are more accessible and then also just be like number one I don't want to promote everybody going out and about in like large groups anyways but it's like I'm even more like cautious just because it's like I know that that makes her feel terrible that there's just people that are like, you know, who cares? Um, so yeah, it's just wonderful when I can share anything that is accessible because I know that, you know, she's one of a, a, a bajillion people that feel that way and that are going through that sort of thing. Um, it's not, uh, you know, a unique situation in the, in the fact that things are not accessible for her. Um, so that's what I really loved about it is I felt like it was accessible. And for me, like someone who struggles with anxiety and depression, it was accessible from that standpoint as well. Um, because sometimes, like, especially I love that it started out very slow. It's just like, affirm yourself. It's like, okay, that's, I can do that. Because a lot of times challenges start out on day one and they're so intense. And I'm like, yeah, and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. Like, no, I'm throwing this out the window. But this is like, okay, affirm yourself and then day two is like 10 minute stretch and like I loved it because 10 minutes is like that is an accessible amount of time and it's also the amount of time that you're going to feel good too like you're still going to get that like oh this is I like this I forgot how much I like stretching if someone is not doing it all the time you know um so yeah I love how accessible this list is no pressure but whenever you feel like doing more of these you know I'm I'm happy to see them so <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm, you actually took the words out of my mouth just there in terms of accessible um, physically, but also emotionally. You know, I, I also suffer from mm-hmm. anxiety and depression. Um, and there are some days that, you know, thankfully that knock on wood, it hasn't been recently. But there were a lot of days last year where I was unable to, you know, I had to wear headphones because I could not listen to the sound of the world 
right? Mm -hmm. I had to literally have white noise on because I was going through a period where I could not think if I heard even the washing machine going. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that people who do not to, have not been afflicted with these things over years or to, to to large degrees don't really know that, you know, it's not laziness if you can't do something or can't think about something or if you have to withdraw. It's really just capacity. So, you know, doing things like starting slow, that was very intentional. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, the 10 minute stretch and that caption for that, I was just like, you do not have to do the splits, you know, like even if you're just moving your head back and forth, because when you're in a depressive state or when you're really anxious, it it can be hard to take a shower you know Mm -hmm. it can be hard to pick the socks up off your floor so um I'm really glad you said that because that was you know I made this list after you know mostly healing from the ribs but you know mentally that stuff doesn't really go away um no and I think that's really overlooked and a lot of it's that question what makes you feel good it's like you know lady to my therapist if I knew what made me feel good I might not be sitting in front of you yeah. Hey, you. <laughs> to ask me that question. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I think it being accessible is why it was so successful because when I saw it and I popped out, I'm not posting on Instagram, but in my heart, I'm doing it. Um, I was like, Oh, this is something that's so easy to do. And of course, Bobby's doing something that's easy to do and accessible for all because she's a person who understands, you know, how people work, you know what I mean? Because I've seen, I've been a part, number one, of a lot of corporate challenges. Corporations right now are big about social interaction and challenges are such an easy way. And so, you know, being in these meetings for hours on end and coming up with yeah. content and creating social graphics and just blah, 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 blah. And it's not helpful. Like, no one cares after week no. two because they're usually like four to six weeks. No one cares. You know what I mean? Like, no one no. cares. Like, this is something that is so easy to do. And like you said, it's thematically so good because it's February and a lot of times people get bummed out about January because they didn't, you know, create a million dollar company or whatever you're your <laughs> So to have this to go back and think about your introspection and sit down with yourself and really talk to yourself and take that time for yourself and this it's it's perfect like I think it definitely I think it's a surprise for you but it's like a no brainer for me that so many people are like jumping on this because it's such a good opportunity <laughs> to do something for yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> So it's, in speaking of, it's our first episode in our favorite month of the year, which is Black History Month. As people know, it's this podcast is Blackity Black at all times, all the time. But <laughs> February is one of our favorite months to highlight and educate and inspire other people to be better. I feel like corporations have been, uh, it's worse than Juneteenth this year. So I've actually been <laughs> semi, semi-annoyed because I don't need like Oreos to tell me how Black Lives Matter on, you know, just <laughs> So what have you been doing to celebrate Black History Month in your life? Listen, you know, we, I went from like wishing more people knew about Juneteenth to being like, we shouldn't have told you anything. Please stop. Say right? right? Oh my gosh, that is so true. Oh my God. Um, so February is Black History Month in the States. October is Black History Month here in the UK. Um, and then and both of those months, it's... Oh, like you said, a lot of this, a lot of the celebration is performative. Um, and that's actually why I've been quite quiet about Black History Month this year, um, is, is we saw a lot of performative allyship. And mm-hmm. that really, you know, great. I'm glad you're reading the books. Um, I have personally, the way I'm celebrating Black History Month this year is reading Black authors, which I do anyway, um, but protecting my energy, you yes. know, 
Mm-hmm. And this might, that might sound narcissistic. I don't know, but no, one, not at all. One thing that happens when I post about when I listen, I'm a woman. So one thing that happens when I post about anything is my DMs fill up <laughs> with people who want to tell me stuff, right? And and unless I ask a question, I don't necessarily want to hear <laughs> from people um, I that I don't know. Things. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't mean that in a mean way, but like, you know, when I post stuff about race, a lot of stuff that happens, it, a lot of times what happens is people come into my DMs to work out their feelings about race. Mm-hmm. And this is not okay. So one of the things that I've been doing is actually just having these conversations with people that I know offline um recommending books and authors offline because for me I don't really want this month to be marred by people feeling entitled to my energy feeling Mm -hmm. entitled to my time so Mm -hmm. you know we are the only people that we can go through life with for that whole journey and we are the people that we need to take care of first so one of the things I'm doing is taking care of the most important black person in my life which is me Um, Mm -hmm. by by not necessarily opening myself up to conversations that I don't have the capacity for right now Um, and you guys know you follow me you know when I'm ready to talk or drag or whatever and I and I make it pretty clear that like, we're going to shout now, you know, or we're going to, we're going to talk now. And, and if I'm not doing that, it just means I'm, I'm going inward. I'm going to my circle. Um, but a large part of that is reading, you know, reading black fiction, not just trauma porn. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> um, celebrating. For me. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And, you know, celebrating black achievement in ways and areas that we're not usually doing that. So everyone goes to authors, everyone goes to actors. I wanted I want to make meals by black chefs. You know, mm-hmm. I want to I want to read a knitting manual by a black knitter and I want to do stuff like that um, and put my money behind black astrologers or black tarot readers mm-hmm. and, and just support the community holistically rather than, again, performatively um, or publicly um, or in the ways that we kind of tend to during Black History Month. I love that so much. Yes, I completely love that. (laughs) I just love that your answer started out with like protecting my energy because I do. I think that that's such an important thing, especially for black women to be doing um, this month because it's, it's a lot. And, and especially like without having had a break this past year um, from everything that's happened, like we haven't had like a moment to really relaxed since June. And, and that was, you know, the bubbling up of a million years. Right. So it's just, Mm -hmm. it's been ongoing and it's been exhausting. And I completely get what you mean. Like people coming in your DMS, people come in my DMS, like when I don't even say anything about race and then just ask me like random things, like a white person popped into my DMS the other day to be like, what do you think of this? That's like, they literally just said, what do you think of this? And then sent me a thing. And I'm just like, I have not said anything about this. Like, why don't like go to go to Sean King with that? Don't yeah, like, and I just if, I feel like if you're ever gonna ask somebody a question and you're asking the question solely because they're black or Asian or a woman or what trans or whatever it is, like, don't ask them the question. Like, that's never mm-hmm. a reason enough to ask someone a question, especially when it's someone you don't know like that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I've seen this girl one time in person. So I'm like, we don't know each other like that. Um, but what I've noticed is that a lot of the white women, women in my life who want to do better and, and have been like striving to do better 
most of them have been doing it this whole time and or woke up like when Trump won. You know what I mean? Like when he became, you know, president is when a lot of them were like, wow, I need to do more. And then they started doing more. It wasn't June. You know what I mean? Like if, if you right. woke up in June and, we're, and you're white, we're not friends. Like you're not my friend. Right. Like you can't, you, you don't have black friends if you woke up in June and, and you're a white woman, you know? And I'm not saying like if anybody's listening, because I know we have all sorts of listeners. And if you're listening and you did wake up in June and you don't have black friends, like that doesn't mean that we don't want you here still. But it's just like, I am at a point in my life at my big age where I don't have the capacity to be friends with people that are like just now coming into that awareness. Like I need people who have done the work and then we can be friends because it's just too exhausting. Um, that's just too much for me. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you, if you woke up in June, like glad you're awake, here's some coffee. You know, (laughs) there are, there are people who do this. There are people who teach and educate and part of doing the work, the first part of doing the work is realizing that you do not nor need to nor should you turn to the first black person that you mm-hmm. encounter and ask them to educate you because we are not all here to educate. You know, sometimes we want to tell you to go to hell. Sometimes we want to be left to our own devices. Sometimes we want to do whatever we were doing before the okay. latest video of someone who looks like us getting murdered in the street pops up. So because there are academics that do this, because there are people who spend their life teaching and advocating, go read their stuff. Go mm-hmm. buy their books. Go support them and stop harassing people because it is harassment you know we want to yeah. we want to be nice and be like you know you're welcome and all of this stuff and I'm a kind person but I'm not a nice person stop harassing people you do not know or you know but maybe they keep you at arm's length because you just woke up in June stop mm-hmm. expecting those people and feeling entitled to those people's time because what I want to do is sometimes be mediocre. What I want to do is sometimes be boring. What I want to do is sometimes mess up without that being indicative of all black designers, right? Yes. So yeah. what we need you to do is go educate yourself the way we've had to educate ourselves to be in these spaces, to exist, you know, go educate yourself, go to Google, go, go, you know, patronize the people who are out here trying to teach you except for Sean King Exactly. You know, and and then at that point, you will have picked up the skills to engage with us in a way that is not harassment and is not traumatizing and is not a nuisance. Yeah, I feel like unless someone has it in their bio, like on Instagram, that that's what they want to do, like they want to engage with you on that level as like a black activist educating white people, then you have no business to ask mm-hmm. any questions. And we've had Shishi Rhodes on the podcast, who is somebody that does that. That is what she does for a living is she educates mainly white women. Um, so go to her page and talk to her <laughs> about it because I that's not my job. Like, I'm like, I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> all right. I'm so, kidding. I am not. I am before we go, I just you're gonna put the opposite. <laughs> no, I'm literally gonna just put the tattoo. I am not nice, but I am kind on my body. <laughs> right? <laughs> Same. Like that okay. is all I want people to take away from me today. <laughs> so many, many moons ago, when we were both baby bloggers, I happened mm. upon your blog and saw you traveling all over the place. You were in, uh, I think, New Zealand at the time. 
maybe yeah probably and just absolutely fell in love with your blog and and fell in love with the idea of traveling because I was just kind of getting that first chance to start traveling myself um so I really loved all of your travel guides or travel photos over the years you have a really great eye for making someone feel like they're kind of there in the moment um and and we definitely utilized uh your blog when when we went to Europe for the first time so have you thought about where you want to travel when it is safe to actually travel again, which who knows when that will be? Oh my gosh. Um, th- three places. Um, one home. Cause I have yes. not been home in years, um, years before even all of this started. So um, I think it's, I think it's time for me to darken, you know, my parents' doorstep in Miami at some point. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the next place would be Jamaica because we haven't gotten to bury my grandfather. Um, so when it's safe to travel, we'll be going back to Jamaica to bury him. Um, and that's, it sounds weird to look forward to that, but you know, it'll be a nice time to be with family and yeah, not that too closure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was supposed to go to Iceland in February. Um, it didn't because of the broken rib and some bad planning and like the, the, the flights were cheap. So it ended up not being like the biggest deal to not go. Um, but I've always wanted to go to Iceland and, you know, I got, I got these special boots for it and everything. And now I use them to walk the dog and not slip in the mud. But <laughs> Which is like to try so helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so Miami, Jamaica and Iceland. Uh, and you haven't been to Iceland before, right? So that's, no. that's, I was going to ask him, like, is there anywhere you haven't been that you want to go? But yeah, that's loads, cool. loads. Um, me and one of my girlfriends keep joking about partying on a yacht in Croatia because that's like Ooh. something that I, for some reason, did not do in my 20s when everyone else does. Um, not that I'm not in my 20s anymore. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, I've Still never there. been to, I've never been to anywhere in South America. Um, okay. I've never been, I've never been anywhere on the African content, um, continent. Um, starting to lose my facility with words. Um, it's late here. <laughs> um, yeah, so there are lots of places I haven't been. I haven't been to Asia. Um, yeah. I really want to go to Africa as well. And there's a few, con- like quite a few countries I want to visit in Africa, but I have a friend that has lived in like three countries there. So I'm like, I want to bring her and have her like be my guide. I always yeah. loved, go- like I loved when we, cause when we landed in the UK, like literally the next morning we saw you. I always think it's so yeah. fun to start a trip out with like someone who kind of knows where they are. Cause it's just the little things that like you pick up on in another culture. And like when you get to see just somebody like doing simple things like ordering coffee, you're like, okay, this is how they do yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like whenever I can like meet up with someone or, you know, have someone like kind of be a guide, like that's always so fun. Um, but yeah. yeah, I have no idea when, and traveling now is terrible. I've had to do it a few times for my work and for John's work. And it's, um, luckily it's just been like from DC to Orlando and it's, we've driven it cause there's no way I'm getting on a plane. Okay. Um, yeah. but it's been terrifying just having to stop to like use the bathroom because 12 hours, like you have to stop. And yeah, that's, it's just been very stressful. So yeah. I don't know how people are out in these streets just jumping on planes and like going to Mexico and stuff, but right. <laughs> like, like Bow Wow having like who, oh, who's girl. A, the baby is like doing some Valentine's day yes. challenge where he's flying someone out. And it's like, oh you people gosh. are playing fast and lose with loose with your lives. It's not going to be. Like, yeah. Like, it's not going to be. I, well, we, that's a whole nother podcast where I just, yell at, like, <laughs> like, 
for endangering the black community. We'll, we'll have to like, do the after the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you talking about it? It's going to be a thing. Um, so what advice do you have for any creatives who are struggling right now? You know, it's 2021. Despite, I feel like we're still dealing with the aftermath of the past. It, at least, and I feel like globally, honestly, yeah. from that administration, from the four years of horrificness that we all experienced, <laughs> it affected so many people. The economy with the, you know, the the things that we had, the block, the tariffs, the Muslim travel ban. Like there's just so much that mm-hmm. I feel like now the world is kind of unraveling. We're still dealing with COVID. So what are some things that you can give our creatives who are kind of lost in the sauce or kind of stuck in their way? It's February. They haven't, again, started a $1 million company yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's so, di- it's so different for everyone. And it's so, I try to be really sensitive to the fact that, you know, like, look, we're, we're sitting here in front of our mics you know, with our high-speed internet, able to conduct... So privileged. So privileged, right? Yeah. Um, So I always want to be really sensitive and careful when I give advice that, you know, my my immediate needs are, are, you know, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? Not because I'm worried about affording it. It's just because I'm indecisive, right? Some people, Mm -hmm. like, do not they're going to get their next meal from um and i think to that end especially for creatives and it's not just people like us who are web-based it's actors you know like people who work in theater and all of this stuff like there is just no there's no pithy soundbite to make that palatable there's no pithy soundbite that can give you know concrete hope or anything um but what i would say is one of the most important things that we can do is ask for help Yes. Um, ask for help if you have the capacity be of service so you know if you know that you can do something you know get on your neighborhood Facebook group and say hey guys you know I have a few hours if anyone needs groceries or if you know I can paint does anyone need a dog portrait I'm bored or whatever you know like that is one of the best ways being of service is one of the best ways to buoy your spirit while things are falling apart um, but you know asking for help saying don't be too proud to say look I'm looking for work you know I do x y and z um can be very empowering um Mm -hmm. it can be very um rewarding too because there you know there's so many times that you know someone says you know I really really want to do that something and I have the rolodex of contacts in my head and I'm able to connect them with someone who can help um and who can give them a job who can pay them who can hire them um and had they not said you know I'm really struggling with this I I I would love to be doing this I wouldn't have known to do that even though I'm here happy to so um I think talking about what's going on with you is going to be one of the things that gets everyone through all of this but specifically for creatives and entrepreneurs um you know you are what what you're running your own race you know some people are making sourdough sculptures in the vein of Michelangelo and some people are just like trying to get their website online and both of those things are fine um you don't have to have the next viral thing to come out of corona we're going to be seeing so much of that right like Mm -hmm. this person started their 40 million dollar business during coronavirus what did you do and just I I think do your best to not get on that track. Um, do your best to not get on that comparison track. Um, there is there is a tendency to feel like, okay, because I haven't started, I can't start, which is not true. Go ahead and start whatever you want to start today if it's within your means. Um, there is this, you know, I'm failing, so I don't want to let anyone know that I'm failing. No, go ahead and talk to people. You never know who has a job or a contact or anything like that. Um but this idea that we have to 
we have to flourish in this time because we're creatives and we're, you know, we can think our way out of, out of things is, is really damaging. And I think we, I think everyone in the creative space really needs to give themselves permission to, to be free of that kind of mental trap. Um, and, and I think creatively creativity really does flow from that space. Um, but again, you know, you come back to, these are really hard things. It's hard to navel gaze if you're, if you can't pay rent, right. Mm -hmm. It's hard to, it's hard to future plan if you don't know, you know, where you're going to be in a month. Um, it's hard to future plan if your government's incompetent, you know, we, we will be feeling the reverberations of the Trump administration for years. And, and that's irrevocably changed a lot of people's career paths, unfortunately, um, in addition to their life paths. But, you know, again, being of service, um, and being honest and being communicative, I think is, is really the way that we can get through this in a way that's not damaging to our spirit. Um, I wish I could be like, you know, do this to make lots of money, but it's not really, it's not really about or like that, is it? I really feel like you really hit the nail on the head though. It's just like, don't be afraid to ask for help Mm -hmm. and then don't hesitate to give help. Like depending on which side of things you're standing on. And I will say that like, I've done both of those things in 2020, Mm -hmm. asked for help and and given help many times, many times over. Um, And that's honestly, that's probably the only reason that I am here right now. So yeah, it's definitely, that's, that's, it's, 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 it sounds simple, but it's really hard actually to actually do it, you know, but that is, that's, that is what it is. It's ask for help or give help, you know, depending on what side of the fence you are on at the moment. Yeah. So moving forward into this new year that we're in, hopefully things are going to get better. Try to be an optimist, bit of a realist, but I try to be a little bit of an optimist as well. I'm hoping like whenever I see anybody win, like I feel like I won. Like, so actually like somebody we just had on the podcast the other day, um, she just got a promotion and now she's working at Scholastic. And I'm like, I feel like I just got a job. Like I'm so like ecstatic. Yeah. Like Connie, shout out to Connie for that. Um, She went from time kids to Scholastic and she, you know, yeah, she got a good promotion with them and she's doing social media with them. So I'm like, I just feel like I got promoted. I feel like I got a new job and I just love to see people win this year. So I just want to know uh, what you're looking forward to like this year and beyond both personally and professionally. Um, yeah. So personally, it's a shorter list um, just because I, I just want to thrive, you know, and, and I mean that in a very present tense like context um so I've been kind of thinking like good better and best and kind of always trying to situate myself and like right now is good where I am right now is good um and then kind of articulating what does better look like and what does best look like um and so personally I you know it's hard to future plan when there's a global pandemic so I'm I'm doing my best to be really happy and content about the current situation where I can. And that doesn't mean toxic positivity. It just means, you know, I have the cutest dog in the world and my business is going really well and, and, and stuff that I can really kind of grasp onto now. Um, so personally, you know, I didn't set any resolutions this year and I'm running, but I don't have any races coming up. Um, and I'm just really focused on being pleasantly surprised by life. I think. (laughs) Um, And professionally is a whole nother kettle of fish. Um, 
I've been teaching quite a bit the last few years, different accelerators, um, and in this way that's kind of, you know, someone knows that I'd be really good at impacting this group of women or this group of creatives, so they bring me in, and I realize that um, I really want to do that on my own terms as well, Um, so I'll still work with nonprofits and all of that stuff, but uh, I will be launching a digital accelerator, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I did a, I've done a few boot camps to just kind of, you know, refine the concept, and one of my clients was like, I did not realize you were going to rip my guts out and (laughs) make me look at all of this stuff, but thank you so much, but so I think it's safe to say it's impactful, Um, so I'll be launching a digital accelerator for uh for people who are on this entrepreneurial or business journey entrepreneurial can be such an alienating word so I don't really actually like using it um people who are passion-based have an idea have a product um that they really want to get out there uh and they don't want to spend 10 years doing it blood sweat and tears and you know they're going to make mistakes but I want to help them make those mistakes in a in a good way um Mm -hmm. so that's in the that's on the horizon um the ready to blog team is growing which is really exciting um i'll be bringing on some junior creatives to give them kind of the leg up in the industry that i wish i had had a few years ago um at the beginning of my career obviously i'm coaching so all of those formal offerings will be up on the site soon um and i have a really cool app in the pipeline um, that I hope will change the game. Everyone sets that. Um, it's not a delivery app though, um, but just something that makes a lot of a lot of the concepts that we've talked about today, a lot of the stuff that I really believe in just more accessible um, for people who, again, are on, on a journey of fulfillment, um, on a journey of, you know, I want to work, but I don't want work to work me. Um, that kind of thing. So between design, still doing brand strategy, still killing it at that. Um, we are, we are, we're empire building over here. I absolutely love that. And I am so (laughs) excited that you're building an app like that is, oh, that is like my dream to do one day, but also like, I just want to see all black women building apps. That's what I want. (laughs) Uh, because I know that they can be such game changers. Like they can just really change the entire game. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm very excited to see that. That's, I didn't know that. So I'm excited. And not many people do. I'm actually, I just surprised myself by telling you, (laughs) what did I I just say? You know, you have to talk about the, you have to talk, you have to talk your words. So (laughs) Put it out there. Like you said, communicate. I'm so excited exactly. for that. Yeah. Um, so right now, right now I'm, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit weird. I'm working with my mentor on kind of like what all the names are and everything. So in terms of where people would find out about all this stuff, it would be on my Instagram, um, which is today I'm Bobby. Um, and when I kind of launch each spoke of the wheel, that'll be announced there. So um, while I'm kind of the umbrella over everything, I will, because I'm building these teams out, um, mm-hmm. we'll kind of let them have their own little buckets, um, which will also be really exciting because a lot of times you can, I don't want to, my why is always really constant why I do everything, but you know, people come into interaction with me at different points in their journeys. And I want that to be really clear, like what they need when they need it. Um, mm-hmm. So, so that'll all get, that'll all get pushed out between photos of Wookiee um, <laughs> on, my, yes. on my Instagram. 
I love that. Well, I am so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. Like I, I just feel like you've done such an amazing, like watching your career has been amazing because you just continue to level up and you continue to scale, which is something that we talk about on the podcast a lot is like how to do that effectively without like losing yourself and not continuing to have balance in your life. So I really recommend anyone who is not already following you, which you should be if you're following this podcast, you <laughs> already know Bobby. But if you're not, please go over now. And honestly, like for me, I'm like literally go back in the past, like look through your Instagram, look through your past work and that sort of thing, because you learn so much by especially like when it's we don't always see someone who looks like us right doing the damn thing um so that's yeah. been really impactful for me to be able to see you doing it and being like oh maybe I can do this too you know um so yeah definitely go check out Bobby doing all the things Bobby thank you so much for being on with us today like this is like this is gonna be a hard episode to top for the whole year honestly this was so highlight for me. I absolutely loved this this was amazing <laughs> Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, you know, the feeling's really mutual. I love seeing what you guys are doing and I love getting inspired by you guys and, and, you know, seeing what kind of guests you guys have on and hearing these conversations. And it's, it's, you know, whatever that thing is that you were like, Oh, maybe I can do that. I'm going to tell you right now you can. Um, but you guys are, you guys are an example of that too. You know, I'm sitting in front of a podcast mic I bought a few years ago that I have not launched that podcast yet, but you know, <laughs> I see you guys doing it and it's always that reminder that okay I haven't done it yet but that's a yet right mm-hmm. like yeah you, you can mm-hmm. still do it and and that's that's really exciting to see you guys you guys changing the game and you guys being really um just amazing in the space well thank you I know I'm so like ooh, thanks <laughs> what is this oh my goodness well thank you so much Bobby we're so grateful for all you do we'll obviously link to your last episode so people can hear the difference and the growth yeah like, absolutely and you know probably our growth too <laughs> same True. I can't believe we've been doing this for like over five years it's definitely uh changed from those earlier episodes I can believe it. I can believe it. You guys are awesome. (laughs) All right, guys. Enjoy your week.